Welcome to Realcast, the weekly roundup of the real asset markets. My name's Richard Betts and I'm joined by Nicole Dines, Dan Innes and Paul Strome. Um, Dan, um, what have you been following? Adjusting to the pandemic in terms of real assets, Capital and Regional PLC, they posted a new accreditation that they've achieved with World Host. Chief Exec Lawrence Hutchings and his team there, they've become the first UK shopping centre business to train its entire frontline team in a new kind of post-COVID customer service module with World Host. Um, you might remember that they, they're the same world-class kind of training program responsible for staff at the London Olympics in 2012. Um, and in a report that they published last week, CapReg's Director of Guest and Customer Experience, Sarah Jennings, said that they recognise the importance of instilling confidence within their communities. And I think that's really the massive priority now. Next up, Shaftesbury. I think you'll remember we've been following Shaftesbury over the last six months. They're the central London landlord that owns Chinatown, Swades of Soho, Covent Garden. They've announced emergency plans to raise up to £300 million to help survive the coronavirus crisis. And they've been impacted by a drop in tourists and workers staying away from the West End. And some will be quite kind of surprised by the size of that figure. Um, they've been struggling to collect rent. They collected 44% of rent in the six months up to the 30th of September. Um, but they've been really proactive still. They've been offering new lease terms to struggling tenants, rent waivers, shorter leases, and monthly instead of quarterly rent payments. Um, and the chief exec there, Brian Bickle, um, who I recently watched on a podcast interview with Susan Freeman, um, he said that the capital that they've been raising That'll ensure that the group maintains the financial kind of flexibility and resources to navigate these near term operational challenges. As interestingly, he's really thinking of them in the near term. And then last but not least, um, in one of the kind of shockwave announcements last week, fashion brand Gap, uh, which is a bit of a household name for all of us, they're considering closing all of its 129 company-owned stores in Europe. So that's 70 here in the UK, and they want to close those by next summer, as well as a major shift that shakes up its portfolio in the US that will see about 80% of its remaining Gap stores being in non-shopping centre locations. I mean, it was an announcement... Um, last Thursday by global head Mark Breitbart um, and he used an investor meeting to announce this major restructure that will shift the business away from owning stores. The group will carry on uh, with 158 franchise stores in Europe so we won't see them disappear entirely um, but it says the franchise model is, is where its focus is going to lie. Nicole what have you been following? Landsec, a huge UK company, announced this week that it's selling a third of its portfolio, 60% of which which it's in London. They collected less than one third of their rent this year so far from, from the retail side of their business where they managed to collect most of the rent from offices. So they're going to focus more on offices and residential and less, less on retail. That's going to be huge over the next four years. They're selling four billion of uh, retail parks mainly. Um, and um, but they're also focusing on on, on mixed use. Uh, for example, their O2 centre in Finchley Road in London, it, which is a is going to stay as a shopping centre, but they're going to add some residential buildings to it. And um, again, staying in in, in London, uh, WR Barclay, the US insurance group, has announced it's put on sale the Scalpel, which is a shiny new tower in the city, which has sort of raised eyebrows, uh, and is seen as a real test of the market because it implies a yield of 3.5 percent 
content similar to what uh, Cheese Grater or the Walkie Talkie got in much happier times. So if they manage to get that, they're aiming for probably for Asian capital. Um, that would be a significant, um, significant landmark for, for London. To end on a positive note, the Ontario Pension Fund, the CEO Blake Hutchinson had an interview with the Financial Times in which he announced that they're hunting for property deals in London. They have a strong belief in London offices. He said, we have made more money in London over the past few years than in any city in the world, and that's not going to change. They see the COVID uh, pandemic and Brexit as blips. And uh, so they think the long-term fundamentals are absolutely positive. And he said he, well, one thing he regrets is selling the cheese graters. We made a lot of money on it, he said, but uh, I wish we'd hold, held on to it. Paul, what have you been following in terms of the, the real asset day? Well, there have been some interesting partnerships formed or formalised as investors moved out of their usual hunting grounds. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about Korean investor Hyundai Investments formalising its relationship with the investment house La Française to acquire property throughout Europe. This week, we've covered another Korean-European partnership, and that's the uh, Korea's National Pension Service, which has tied up with Dutch pension fund manager APG to invest broadly in large-scale real assets, including infrastructure. And like La Française and Hyundai, they've already worked together. And this year, they've jointly taken an 81% stake in Brisa, a company that owns and manages 1,500 kilometers of toll roads in Portugal. The deal valued Brisa at $3 billion and APG and NPS plan to invest a further 1.2 billion in the company, although that's over a longish time scale, 15 years. They have also jointly taken a stake in Australian student housing operator Scape Australia earlier this year. So that's one to watch. Also on a large scale, we've had the announcement that Kuwait Sovereign Wealth Fund is partnering Heinz, Kale Street and Prelios in a major project in Milan. Then Moorfield Group, on a, a smaller scale and on a sector focus has announced it's diversifying into the UK self-storage market, expanding its presence in the alternative segment. UK Focus Property Fund Manager has formed a joint venture with South African self-storage REIT Store Age, and they plan to build a portfolio of between 50 million and 100 million pounds. Moorfield Group CEO Mark Gilbard said the company's uh, replicating a strategy adopted when it expanded into nursing and dementia care home uh, through partnerships and selecting the best-in-class partner. Hamburg-based property company EC says it's formed a partnership with Google. It's another case of bricks and mortar fighting back, really. The retail-dominated ECE said the initiative's part of its push to expand shopping centres into omni-channel platforms. It's using the StockSquare data platform, which is a joint venture by ECE and a related company, Otto, which is Germany's second largest online shopping platform. The partnership will enable bricks and mortar retailers to display products available locally in um, in Google search results. Interestingly, ECE has also also recently established a partnership with um, an auto group platform, Limango, and retailer Jack Wolfskin, where they tried out selling and delivering goods directly from a store via online sales. And uh, the exercise uh, increased the average daily revenue for Jack Wolfskin uh, store in Hamburg by 500%. And you've been following some of that, uh, that, that story in Milan as well, Dan. That Kale Street... Uh, investment of 500 million that was announced last week. They've put into that one and a half million square foot Milano Sesto project. That's the largest urban regeneration project uh, that's on the site of that former Falk Steelworks to the northeast of Milan. And Kale Street, of course, they're backed 
by the Kuwait Investment Office and do have investments elsewhere, uh, for example, in Derby uh, in the UK. Um, Global Asset Manager Heinz, they've also invested in the same project. They put 250 million euro in as well, as well as other investments uh, into the into Milan uh, that are nearly pushing 3 billion euro uh, now. So Heinz is a big investor there as well. But Milano Sesto, it's a fosters and par- foster and partners master plan. Um, and that includes new resi areas, retail, hospitality, and a 45 acre park, um, which of course is becoming the, the real badge uh, in these types of huge mega projects. There's a plot on that project called Union Zero and that's slated to be the first parcel of land off the rank uh, to be developed and that's 250,000 square meters and that's due to start as soon as next year and there's also a new railway station to be completed by 2023. So Kale Street they're working in a joint venture with the Prelios group uh, which is the project and the fund manager for Milanesto uh, SPA Um, And they're also the owner of the site. So, yeah, I mean, there's lots of JVs going on right now, Richard. Interesting as well, Paul, you mentioned their um, self-storage. And again, there's been a focus on a lot of these alternative, more niche businesses. Um, And I saw on LinkedIn, Adolfo Ramirez just saying, while many focus in the crisis and the difficulties, we'd rather focus on opportunity and growth and that the agribusiness will double its size in 18 months and triple in 36 months. So potentially that's something that we may be talking about more um, in Realcast in, in the coming weeks and months. Thanks, Nicole, Paul and Dan. Thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you next week for our regular roundup of the key themes in real assets. Thank you. Thank you.